This is the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Julia Feliciano, a health and fitness coach and entrepreneur who has helped over 100 women reach their fitness goals by debunking diet culture and fitness industry BS through a science-based approach. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself possible by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food, getting rid of those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long while working towards having the fitness and health journey in a mind and body that you crave. I started my business with the foundation of my former eating disorder, former gym and body obsession in mind. I would torture myself with endless workouts. I would fear going to restaurants over not being able to eat anything. And this all or nothing mindset always caused me to further hate my body and feel as if I was starting over. Until I realized that I was sick of my old story. Strength through food freedom is about having a life free from food fear. It's about finding the beauty in physical strength and deviating from female societal norm. Now I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve and want to be. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. I hope you all are having a wonderful day and you are enjoying the start of fall. I know I am. I know my house is. Um, We've recently decorated for fall. And if you follow me on Instagram at Julia with two underscores Feliciano, a few weeks ago, I put up an IG story of me and my recent weird liking of watching decorate and clean with me videos on YouTube. So that really inspired me to go to Hobby Lobby and TJ Maxx and decorate. And my husband was a great help in it. And he enjoyed actually decorating with me. So it was really cute. But I hope you all are enjoying the start of this wonderful season. It is my favorite season um, because I don't like being super hot and I also don't like being super cold. So it is has been always been my favorite and today's topic is something i want to shed some light on as a health and fitness coach and as someone who has overcome being obsessed with my body but also hating my body and struggling with an eating disorder this is a topic that females and men too but females really believe that they have to do in order for them to have the body that they want to have to feel as if they fit into the gym and you know fall under this persona of what the fit in you know the fitness industry needs to look like and that's the discussion of why your low calorie diet isn't working so when i first started having a health and fitness journey and if you know my story this was all the way back into 2011 the first thing i thought that i had to do was drastically just slash calories like crazy like i stopped eating everything that i was normally eating Um, and i thought that i had to really just hit the gym really hard and torture myself with workouts um, and not recover and this seven day a week like all day grind you know i thought that that's what i had to do to have the body that i wanted that was basically just kind of you know masking over the insecurity that i actually had about my body 
Um, so that really is what perpetuated my eating disorder. It's what perpetuated my struggles with the gym um, and, and endless and torturous type workouts because I thought that that's what I had to do. Um, and you may be out there right now feeling as if, okay, I want to lose weight and I want to feel better about myself because I want to lose weight and I want to be in a in a smaller body. And in order for me to do that, I have to slash calories like crazy. I have to say no to every social event. I have to say no to mom's Sunday dinner. I have to go torture myself on a Stairmaster for 45 minutes to an hour, maybe two hours, right? If that's you right now, this podcast episode is for you because you do not have to go about reaching your fitness goals in that manner. And if you are under the impression that you do have to do that, then you're just a little miseducated. And I'm here to drop that knowledge onto you and further help you. And I hope that you're not working with a coach out there that is telling you you have to do all of these things and eliminate all these foods and do all of this cardio because they just don't know what they're talking about. So um, we're going to get into it. And I'm going to get into the science behind why your low calorie diet isn't working and the repercussions of following a very low calorie diet for a certain period of time okay so as i as i said often that's the first approach to losing weight is to think that you have to do so by drastically increasing your activity and slashing your calories like crazy right and rightfully so we can't deny the law of thermodynamics right so eat less move more calories in calories out that is the science behind weight loss and that is truly truly what matters however how often have you done this or you've seen people do this and they are always in the same place where they started they're hungry they're miserable and they're still uncomfortable with themselves in their body that was me five six seven years ago and this is where a lot of clients come to me and I help them get out of having those feelings about themselves. But first, let's have a real talk about the science behind real weight loss. So with this being said, jot this down. Your total daily energy expenditure, right, is how many calories you burn per day. And there's multiple factors underneath your TD, that go into how many calories you burn per day. And the first thing that makes up your T, your TD, TD is short for total daily energy expenditure, is exercise activity, right? So that's basically you going to the gym, your strength training sessions, maybe your cardio sessions, your jujitsu, whatever. Um, that's your exercise activity. Your NEAT is another factor that goes into your TD. And this stands for non-exercise adaptive thermogenesis. What, Julia, I don't know what you're talking about. You're throwing a fancy word out, right? So (laughs) basically what that means is things like if you do a lot of walking for your job, maybe teachers, you guys are on your feet all day long, Uh, nurses, you're on your feet all day long, or maybe the lack of how much walking you do per day or how much activity you actually do per day. So do you have a very sedentary job? Are you sitting behind a computer all day long? Um, are you, you know, are you on your feet a lot? That's what basically makes up your, uh, your neat. Okay. Another thing is the thermic effect of food. So each macronutrient, right? Your carbs, your fat and your protein and fiber also falls into 
thermic effect of food, although it's not a macronutrient. Um, each one of those macronutrients have a different absorption rate. So for example, protein has a higher thermic effect of food, but more on that, you know, those details of that for another day. Um, so how much food you're taking in or what types of foods you are taking in, um, each food does have a higher thermic effect of food and can actually require your body to burn calories from consuming it or have to work a little bit harder to digest it. Your basal metabolic rate, right, is how many calories you need to simply exist, aka breathe, aka uh, lay in bed all day. So I want to share with you guys something. There are different ways that you can go about finding out your TD and your basal metabolic rate. And out of curiosity, I calculated mine last week. I was curious to know, like, what does my body need just to, like, lay in bed all day and just to try to survive if I didn't actually consume food, right? And it was something like 1,440 calories per day, which is crazy to me because, you know... There's people out there that try to eat maybe a thousand calories or 800 calories or 1200 calories per day, right, from food. And meanwhile, you know, your BMR can be up to 1500 or 1600 or 1400, you know, the higher the number depending upon your body type, right? But I found that so crazy that that's how much my body actually needs just to like live every single day. And, you know, how easy it is to eat that amount of calories or how not easy it is to eat that many calories. So that was really eye-opening to me. Um, so if you are hitting the gym and you're hitting it hard and you're quote-unquote eating clean, but you still aren't making the progress you deserve, right? And I'm talking, you guys, about being really, really consistent and not being consistent for a month or two months. I'm talking real consistency up to six months, a year, uh, two years, right? Say you've been consistent with understanding how many calories per day you need to consume for your given goal and you're, you haven't missed a session and you are really just, just imagine being super consistent with your goal. Basically, you've been killing it, right? So if you, that is you and you're still not seeing the progress that you want within your body and things like that, what starts to happen is metabolic adaptation. So you consumed less calories than your maintenance calories at your given weight. So your maintenance calories are basically what you're consuming to maintain your current state, right? Just whatever body weight you are, that's how many calories per day. You're chilling, your body's happy, you're going about it, everything's cool, right? That's how um, your body will just kind of maintain itself, right? So your metabolism has adapted to prevent too much weight loss. And as I've explained in previous podcast episodes, your body does not like dieting. It doesn't like being in a calorie deficit. It just wants to be happy. It just wants to chill. And it doesn't understand the difference between stressors of dieting and stressors from basically starving yourself, right? It doesn't understand the difference. So your body has become more efficient at keeping yourself where you currently are. And because you are essentially under eating, this actually causes you to expend less calories. It's a self-defense system, everybody. So try to think of your body as just trying to keep you alive and just trying to keep you well. So this self-defense system is influenced by various different things. The severity of your energy deficit, right? Doing insane amounts of activity activity is an example of that. 
right? So for instance, if you are doing one hour of cardio in the morning and then you're going to lift at night and then you're doing another hour of cardio after that and then tomorrow you're going to a hit boot, cl- hit boot camp class at the gym and then the next day you're going to spin and then the next day, you're, you know, you guys get the point, right? So that is influenced by the severity of your energy deficit. Another thing that your self-defense defense system is influenced by is how long the deficit has been imposed. So how long have you been doing this? And a lot of the times people are doing this for a very long period of time. And unfortunately, I've met women that have been doing this for like up to five years, six years. And there's always just like this yo-yo effect, even, even higher than that. Another thing that is influenced by your self-defense system is how frequently the deficits are imposed. And this is actually can go back to thinking about yo-yo dieting. Um, How long have you been going up and down and up and down and up and down and trying everything and always going back to your starting point and maybe losing that same 10 or 15 pounds over and over and over again, right? So that is another thing that can make up your body's self-defense system. So when I work with clients and I start to recognize this, um, if they've been doing it a long time or even if they have just been severely under eating for their goal, right, I typically implement a 10 to 15% deficit, excuse me, deficit from their TD, right, so that it can be a slow and gradual weight loss rate of maybe one to two pounds per, per week, right? So example, if a client is, you know, coming to me at 2200 calories, we'll drop that down to maybe, you know, 1870 calories. And the thing with dieting and the the most ideal situation is that you want to attempt to diet on the highest amount of calories possible so that you can have energy, everybody, energy for your workouts, energy for your workday, energy for your family, your spouse, whatever, energy for school, so that you can sustain what you are doing. And this will be an ever-changing principle. And this is why we need to have to often adjust our nutritional goals to keep getting results. So with clients that really begin to start making a lot of progress with me, maybe they'll go through a fat loss phase. Then they're going to go through a maintenance phase. And then maybe from there, they're going to go into a building phase where they're looking to really build some solid muscle by eating in a controlled calorie surplus, right? So often you are going to need to adjust your nutritional goals according to where you are currently. And if you are out there and you are always, always starting over and you're constantly dieting and you're constantly just feeling like you're in a fat loss phase, then you're doing it wrong and you want to be able to diet intelligently, okay? So long-term excessive exercise and calorie restriction for us as women can lead us to stop getting our periods. And you guys may have heard of this before. And this is an extreme case, extreme cases. And I don't mean this to promote any fear, like make sure you're eating enough calories so you don't lose your period, like trying to freak everybody out. But the reality is, if you are out there right now and you're torturing yourself with crazy amounts of workouts and you're really restricting your food and you're finding yourself in that vicious cycle, right? Just understand that your body's main job is to keep you safe. And in extreme cases, because of that, your body can even stop responding 
by not having a menstrual cycle and you know how the hell are we as women expecting to make all this progress in the gym and lose all this body fat and have our quote-unquote dream body right if our body doesn't feel safe to do so right so our body will only ovulate if it feels safe to do so right and ovulation is the main part of a menstrual cycle and it produces the hormones needed throughout you know our entire cycle and it will only do so if it feels safe in order to do it so just keep that in mind right like when you're having a bad body image day and when you're beating yourself up over missing the gym or you're trying to torture yourself on a cardio machine you know yeah that's going to give you like this immediate sense of like yeah i'm working so hard like awesome and that's great I want you to work hard, but I also want you to think of your long-term health because your long-term health will always triumph your gym sessions and what your body looks like. You can have the most amazing body in the world, but if your long-term health is suffering because of it, then think about what your priorities are a little bit. And I really hope that you're, you know, focusing on your long-term health over immediate self gratification over just what you expect your body to look like by doing a certain workouts by restricting certain foods and things like that so you can slash all the calories that you want you can do all the workouts you can run yourself into the ground i get it because i've been there right but that's only a temporary fix and it's doing more harm than good in the long term like i said and no amount of weight loss or what your body looks like is worth the harm So I want to share something with you all right now personally. And last week when I was at the gym and I got done with my jujitsu class, I was talking to some people and they were doing a tournament next weekend. And this tournament's actually this Saturday. And they were like, oh, you should do it. And I said, you know, I've always wanted to do a tournament since the day I started jujitsu. That was always my end goal. You know, I've always been naturally competitive. I was an athlete my entire life. And, you know, it's kind of natural for me for eventually wanting to take it to the next level and, and compete. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? Why the hell not? I've been putting it off for how long, right? I've really been consistent with jujitsu over the last few months. Why not? And all the reasons in my head of why I shouldn't do it started to, to uh, you know, come up into my head. I'm scared. What if I'm not ready? I feel like I'm just going to get submitted. Uh, maybe my cardio is not good enough. Um, I don't want to mess up my menstrual cycle. <laughs> like, I literally gave myself every excuse not to. Oh, I don't have the money. Like, everything. Everything. And I talked myself out of that because I was coming from a place of fear. And part of that fear was knowing that I had to make weight for this competition on Saturday. And if you guys know my story, you know my history of needing to make weight for a powerlifting competition five years ago and the extremes that I did so in order to get my body into a very low weight class that was just not a place where my body wanted to chill at. And I did a lot of crazy things in order to get there. And it really masked my eating disorder. It perpetuated my struggles with food. And, you know, it was life-changing. But that experience allowed me now, five years later, to go into this need to make weight and do it at a place right now with where my body is just comfortable. I'm not 
you know, cutting weight. I'm not going into a sauna. I'm not going to do endless amounts of sprints to try to put myself into a lower weight class because I want to feel like it's my ego telling me I need to be at a lower weight. So I'm going to go into it and have no expectations for myself just because of a weight class, right? I'm not going to attach my worth to that number just because, yes, I've been a lower weight on the scale before, right? And it goes to show that it's all about our mindset surrounding scale weight, our body, and everything like that. I know that I am going to go into Saturday with the most energy that I can possible, that I've been fueling my body the right way, that I've been training the right way, and that I don't have to do extreme measures to get there with the current season of life that I'm in. And it's really life-changing for me because I really remember the days where I struggled and where I did everything possible to make weight at a lower weight class and ultimately just feel really really shitty about myself you know I look back at pictures and my hair was falling out and I looked miserable and I had huge bags under my eyes right and there was no life to me because I was just striving for a smaller body temporarily and I thought that that's what was going to make me have all this radiant confidence and love my body and things like that and it didn't you know it perpetuated an eating disorder even more for me and it masked the struggles that I was having so I share that all with you so that you understand that yes there is a science behind why your low calorie diet isn't working there's a science behind exercise there's a science behind energy expenditure right But the first thing you always have to think about is your long-term health and you have to make sure your mindset is coming from a place of wanting to improve your body through loving it in a way that's going to honor it, but knowing that being a lower number on the scale and having a different body will not come just from those factors. Self-confidence is a internal feeling and You have to work on that every single day and you have to tell yourself those things every single day and you have to incorporate habits every single day in order for you to have that level of confidence. And I'm not sitting here saying I wake up every day and I don't have certain, you know, bad body image days or thoughts or days even where I want to, you know, feel a little bit better, right? I'm not perfect. But I'm here to tell you that you have to work on it every single day and recognize it and act upon it and not just let yourself self-wallow in your self-story that you've told yourself over and over and over again for your entire life. So I hope you guys were able to take away something from this episode. I hope you were able to learn something and that you were able to resonate with me and that you enjoyed hearing about my personal story that I'm going through right now. And let me know if you did resonate with this. All you have to do is screenshot the podcast, send it a review on iTunes and let me know what you think about it. Send it to me on Instagram at Julia with two underscores Feliciano for your chance to receive a complimentary coaching call with me for us to talk with you about all of the struggles that you're currently having and I can help give you some insight into overcoming them. And if you truly are at a place where you feel like you've tried everything and you feel 
like you are ready for a massive change and you are so fed up with hating your body and struggling with food and torturing yourself in the gym and not knowing what to do in the gym for optimal results, you can head to the show notes of this podcast episode and fill out a one-on-one coaching application to work with me through my one-on-one signature strength through food freedom online coaching program. So what that entails is us completely rehauling what you're doing in the gym, allowing you to have the accountability of having a coach, allowing you to learn how much food you actually need to be consuming for your given goal and build upon your nutritional habits, right? But more importantly, allow you to stop severely restricting, allow you to have a better relationship with food and not fear it anymore. You can fill out that one-on-one coaching application to work with me. I'll decide if we're a good fit to work with one another. And then we can hop on a discovery call for you to learn further about what it is that my coaching entails. And so that you can radically transform your life, your body, everything into what you truly want for yourself. The radical transformation is self-explanatory and it's priceless, okay? So if this has resonated with you at all, feel free to fill out that coaching application and I would love to get started with working with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, everybody. I'll see you in the next one. Have a good day.